Welcome to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. I'm Steve Casillo with the March 15th, 2023, 164th edition, always broadcasting from the Selmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield news team. It's the spring break edition. And coming up today, it's Mansfield news, sports, and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Farmers and Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Spring break party gets out of hand at Rose Park. City gears up for a big dill weekend. In sports, Summit nipped at State Tourney and Lakeridge grad breaks U.S. record in triple jump. We have the seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, Steve concludes his talk with pickle queen Amanda Kowalski. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. I'm Dr. Benita Reed running for MISD School Board. I firmly believe that our neighborhood schools are part of the nucleus that makes a strong community. As a parent and teacher, I see firsthand how an investment into students leads them back to investing in their community. I'm asking for your vote to help keep our Mansfield schools focused on the right priorities to support student success and provide teachers the tools they need. Early voting is April 24th through May 2nd. Election day is Saturday, May 6th. Read more at readformisd.com. Political advertising paid for by Dr. Benita Reed Campaign. No matter your familiarity with buying or selling real estate, having an experienced, trusted advisor on speed dial is priceless. The Roger and Beth team of Century 21 Judge Fight is here to be that resource for you. Whether you're buying right here in Mansfield or your dreams are taking you elsewhere, we are ready to help you with turning that vision into a reality. To learn more, visit our website at homesinmansfield.com. That's homesinmansfield.com. Hi, this is Paul Duncan with Trinity Roofing and Construction. There are over 7,500 roofers in the North Texas area. And when a major hailstorm blows through town, that number skyrockets with companies as far away as Montana. In the planning stages of re-roofing your home, it's normal for customers to ask questions such as, where are they based out of and how many years experience do they have roofing in North Texas? Trinity Roofing and Construction can answer each of these questions with confidence. As a family-owned, Mansfield-based business since 2011, Trinity Roofing and Construction recently received a Product Excellence Award by Owens Corning and are a Platinum Preferred Contractor with Owens Corning. Contact us today for a free, no-obligation video roof inspection. Rated A-plus with the Better Business Bureau, Trinity Roofing and Construction, a Mansfield company, not only replacing roofs, but building relationships. Find us on the web at trinityroofingconstruction.com. That's trinityroofingconstruction.com. Hi. I'm Mansfield ISD Chief of Police, Greg Mentor, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. It was advertised on social media as a spring break link-up, and attendees were encouraged to bring water balloons, basketballs, footballs, and such as hundreds of area high schoolers descended on Rose Park Monday evening. Within a couple of hours, police from several area agencies, including Mansfield, Arlington, and Grand Prairie, were called in as teens were fleeing the scene, reportedly yelling, shots fired. The Mansfield Police Department released a statement around 10 p.m. on Monday, saying that 
Around 7 p.m., Mansfield officers responded to Rose Park in reference to a large crowd. As the crowd was being dispersed, officers reported hearing shots being fired. They've collected some evidence and the investigation is ongoing. At the time the statement was released by Mansfield PD, shell casings were found at the park, yet police officials have been unable to locate any injured persons. The park was cleared by 10 p.m. and Mansfield police is asking that if you or someone you know has any information or tips to contact Sergeant Hale by email at cody.hale, that's H-A-L-E, at mansfieldtexas.gov. As the investigation continues, we will keep you updated as more information becomes available. Mansfield's going green this weekend as the 12th annual Pickle Parade in Palooza launches on Saturday morning. If you're planning on attending, here's what you need to know. Parking is free at a variety of sites in and near downtown Mansfield. Free shuttles will run from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Saturday to and from Legacy High School. Park and walk options include R.L. Anderson Stadium, Alice Ponder Elementary School, Geyer Field, and the Phoenix Academy. Meanwhile, Colleen, pickle events on Saturday begin as early as 8 a.m. with the 10K, 5K, and Kids K runs, while the parade itself starts at noon from St. Jude Catholic Church and winds its way through the streets of downtown Mansfield. But it's the after-parade palooza that'll get kicked into high gear with pickle juice drinking pickle eating, and pie eating contests, and plenty of live entertainment. That's right, Steve. There will be live music throughout the day, including the Stevie Ray Vaughan tribute band, Texas Flood, followed by Penny and the Flamethrowers on the main stage. Details on all of Friday's and Saturday's pickle events can be found at pickleparade.org. In sports, it was a nail-biter all the way to the end as the Summit Jaguar boys basketball team missed going to the state finals by just two points as Colleen Ellison nipped the Jags 52-50 on Thursday night in the Alamo Dome. Summit was down by as much as 10 points in the fourth quarter and fought their way back to within one point with just seven seconds left to play. Seniors David Terrell, Frank Immo, and Richard Lemboye combined for 15 of the 17 points scored in the fourth quarter. Terrell, by himself, ended the game with a team high of 17 points and will play for UTEP in the fall. Elsewhere, she can now call herself the best in the country. We're talking about Lake Ridge 2019 grad Jasmine Moore and her abilities in the triple jump. The best U.S. track and field performances usually come at the Olympics or the World Championships. Moore did it last Saturday at the NCAA Indoor Championships in Albuquerque. The Florida Gator Jr. competed in the Tokyo Olympics in 2021 as the youngest U.S. Olympic female triple jumper in history and posted her best effort at 13.76 meters placing 23rd. Just a year later, Moore's two jumps on Saturday measured 15.8 meters, a U.S. record, and then she broke her own record with 15.12 meters, some four and a half feet longer than her attempts in Japan. Moore was a guest on About Mansfield on episode 85, and you can hear that conversation on the podcast page of our website, at aboutmansfield.com. Hi, I'm Olympian athlete Jasmine Moore, and you're listening to About Mansfield. If you have a comment about the show, you can reach us by voicemail at 817-435-2938. Again, that's 817-435-2938 or by email 
at news at aboutmansfield.com. Saturday, March 18th is not only Pickle Parade Day, but it's also National Corn Dog Day, or as we say here in Texas, Corny Dog Day, which takes place every year on the first Saturday of March Madness. And you know, speaking of March Madness, How's your bracket coming along? Do you have it finished? Texas teams in the show this year include UT Austin, TCU, the Baylor Bears, Texas A&M, and the number one team ranked in the Midwest Division, the University of Houston. The first round of tournament games tips off on Thursday and Friday. By the way, my final four include Duke, St. Mary's, Miami, and San Diego State. Don't ask me how I came to that conclusion. It's all based on math and science, conjecture, voodoo, estimating, hypothesizing, postulating, and a whole lot of guessing. Not unlike Colleen's weather forecast for the upcoming week, Colleen. As a reminder, Steve, I am allowed to make fun of my imprecise weather forecasts, but I'm not so sure you are allowed to make fun of them. Oh. But hey, let's take a stab at guesstimating what may or may not occur weather-wise this week in scenic Mansfield, Texas. We've got another wave of rain coming through midweek, allegedly on Thursday, bringing us an 80% chance of rain that day, none of it severe. The rain clears out after that, and we're looking at a dry, chilly weekend. We're predicting a high of 70 degrees on Wednesday, 75 degrees on Thursday, 53 degrees and windy Friday behind the front, 56 degrees Saturday, 55 degrees Sunday, 53 degrees Monday, and 56 degrees on Tuesday. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. I'm Angel Biasati. Many people suffer from a severe headache from time to time, but not every bad headache is a migraine. We'll talk about ways to prevent headaches next in Methodist Mansfield News to Know. I'm Roger Steinke, and today on the Mansfield Real Estate Report, we tackle a listener's question about the effect of driveway repairs on a home's value. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking to you about a cocktail that will have you thinking back and then looking forward to Thanksgiving. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube. Wealth Building Made Simple. At Methodist Health System, every person we treat Good morning, class. is a vital part of the communities we call home. Table for two. That's why we're dedicated to exceptional, innovative care. From robotic surgery and advanced oncology to helping you find a healthier path. And hold that pose. Three, two, one. Being there when and where our neighbors need us. The doctor will be right in. That's community. And why so many people Trust Methodist. The housing market is evolving as interest rates rise to meet inflation. Speculation abounds as to what the future may hold. Do you have a trusted advisor? The Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight should be your first call in all matters concerning real estate in the market. We specialize in residential real estate for both buyers and sellers. 
With industry partners across North America, our resources and expertise can turn the home you've been envisioning into a reality. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more. That's homesinmansfield.com. Congratulations to Karen Barnum, our latest trivia question winner. Last week, we asked you to submit a real estate-related question to the Mansfield Real Estate Report host, Beth Steinke. You'll hear Karen's question in just a couple of minutes. Karen was the first to submit a question and has won a $25 gift card to the restaurant of her choice. When we come back, this week's trivia question. This is about Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio 3.0. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. What started out as an audio-only studio, Podcast Mansfield is now a full-service audio and video recording studio, complete with custom green screen backgrounds, two high-definition cameras, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and we can also help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Wealth Building Made Simple, we are TPM and Wealth Think Tank Television, just to name a few. So whether you're a hands-on person or just need a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is here to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 right here in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and you get to record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It is right now, at this very moment, time for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. If you are the first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com, you will receive a $25 gift card to a Mansfield restaurant of your choice brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find them on the internet at Joe Jenkins Insurance. Dot com. And just a reminder, not every winner submits their answer on Wednesday. So if you're listening on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or whenever, give it a shot. You may be taking home a $25 restaurant gift card. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, 2020 was our most recent census year. At the time, the Census Bureau estimated the population of Mansfield to be approximately 74,000 citizens. The U.S. Census Bureau took its first reading of Mansfield back in 1880. This week's trivia question is, according to the U.S. Census, what was the population of Mansfield, Texas in 1880? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, what was the population of Mansfield, Texas in 1880? The email address is trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance 
for the gift card. Hi, I'm Michelle Newsom, Mansfield School Board Trustee, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Is it a headache or a migraine? Angel Biasati is here with an answer in today's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Angel? Many people complain about migraines. However, there are numerous types of headaches that are likely causing that pain. Typically, a doctor diagnoses a migraine when a person shows at least two of these headache-related symptoms. Nausea, vomiting, sensitivity to light or sound. Another thing that sets migraines apart is that they can be disabling in nature for the person. A migraine headache often makes it difficult to concentrate. Many people have to lie down to get relief from their migraine or lie down in a dark room. Anyone who believes they suffer from migraines should keep a headache diary. Log the date, the time, the description, and location of each headache And share those findings with your doctor to help pinpoint the symptoms, the possible triggers, and warning signs that a migraine is coming on. In many cases, that annoying to sometimes unbearable head pain can be remedied with simple lifestyle changes. The best way to prevent headaches is to take care of your body. Make sure you're drinking enough water during the day. There's a documented link between headaches and dehydration. The rule of thumb is for women to drink about 11 cups of water a day and 16 cups for men. Your body needs the water to keep it operating as it should. Exercise. Physical activity like Pilates or running can loosen up tight neck and back muscles and send positive hormones to the brain to keep an incoming pain at a minimum. Eat right. Many patients admit to skipping meals, which directly correlates to more headaches. Snack on nuts or vegetables in between meals could also help prevent hunger pains and migraines. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, headaches are just one of the many issues that can stem from sleepless nights. You may be at a higher risk for obesity, type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, and stroke by not getting enough sleep. The recommended amount of sleep is seven to eight hours a day. If you keep up with your meals, hydration, and relaxation for several weeks with no improvement, it's time to see a physician to help find a diagnosis and the root cause of your headaches or migraines. To find a doctor on the medical staff at Methodist Mansfield Medical Center, telephone 1-877-637-4297. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Angel Biasati with Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Realtor Roger Steinke fields a question from the listening audience about driveway cracks in the Mansfield real estate market update. Roger. Hello, Mansfield. I know you usually get Beth talking real estate, but a maintenance and value question from one of our listeners prompted me to sit in for her today. A listener, Karen, writes, after last summer's heat and drought, there are cracks in my driveway. Will this affect the price when I'm selling my house? Well, Karen, thanks for the question. The short answer is yes. 
but not in the dollars and cents kind of way you may think. There are a lot of factors to consider. Here in Texas, our clay-based soils expand and contract like a sponge. Hot and dry, shrinks. Saturated with water, expands. So water's the key. Keeping the soil around your driveway or foundation properly hydrated slows that movement. Notice I didn't say prevents. Driveways are not engineered like many modern foundations are either. They are not as deep or reinforced with post-tension cables like the foundation is. Now, add into that, your driveway is exposed to the elements directly. Those forces, water and ice especially, deteriorate the integrity of the driveway and the soil around it. Think about it. Water gets into that crack you have in your driveway and then freezes, expanding that crack even further year after year. Water should channel down the side of your driveway and over time can create a void around the edges, weakening the base of your driveway. Now add to that the weight of vehicles passing over it and it's pure luck if a driveway lasts the 20 to 25 year lifespan that the industry expects. I have heard from my own flatwork contractor, it's concrete, it's going to crack. Anytime you put an immovable slab on a moving earth, you're going to get cracks. Minor cracking is completely normal to see and not a red flag for most buyers, but it's important to do some maintenance and keep it from becoming a bigger problem and something they view as a detractor to purchasing your house. Small cracks, less than a quarter inch in width and depth, can be repaired using concrete filler. Medium cracks, a quarter to half inch, should be repaired with patching compound or pre-mixed mortar. Large cracks, more than a half an inch, need to be repaired with pre-mixed concrete. Pay close attention to the expansion joints that are filled with felt material or wood, as these materials, over time, can deteriorate, giving water an avenue into your driveway. I have seen driveways where the entire driveway sunk about a foot below the foundation to the garage, making the entire garage inaccessible. A home here in Mansfield in particular always comes to mind with this defect. The condition was not in the description nor the pictures. The home details and photos looked like a good fit for my buyers. We arrived to the home and, seeing this condition in person, it stopped my buyers cold. House was off their list and the sale was dead before it even got started. I later found out that house had had a new technique of expanding foam driveway base performed to raise the slab to grade with the garage and the home sold after that repair. But many buyers passed on that house due to that defect, costing the seller valuable time on the market. Value like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. If your driveway looks beautiful, well-maintained, a buyer may be more attracted to purchasing your house over the competition, helping your house sell faster. Also, knowing what your competition looks like, do all the houses in your neighborhood have the same cracks in their driveways? Have other homeowners replaced their driveways? All these factors come into play. That is why having a trusted professional in your corner is key to helping you make the pricing decisions when you're ready to sell. Thanks again for the question, Karen. Now, let's get to this week's Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. As of March 13th, there are 103 homes on the market in Mansfield, excluding new construction, representing a significant increase, but one we would expect as we get deeper into spring. Those homes range from a $200,000 manufactured home to a home listed at $1.2 million on seven acres. Eight resale homes closed last week for an average sales price of $465,000. Those homes sold at 96% of list price with an average of 90 days on the market. Do you have questions? We would love to give you a shout out and answer them in an upcoming segment. Email us at info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Roger Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred? 
Either way, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain wraps up his Freezer Door Cocktail series with dessert in the Cocktail of the Week. Brian? This week's Cocktail of the Week is the Freezer Door Pecan Pie. About five weeks ago, I started a new series on freezer door cocktails, and this is the last of that series. If the term freezer door cocktails is new to you, where have you been for the last five weeks? Because we've been talking about these, and you now need to go back and catch up. But just in case you don't want to go back, it's a pre-mixed, all-in-one, made right in the bottle that can be made ahead and left in the freezer until ready to serve. And again, want to give a final thanks to BHG.com for some of the background information that helped me prepare this series. And this week's cocktail is in part a repeat from Thanksgiving 2021. The full cocktail recipe is in the archives, but it's a much more complicated cocktail. I've really simplified it for the freezer door process. But after the Thanksgiving 2021, after that posting, I realized that a freezer door version was just a step away, and I actually had it in my freezer since 2021. It's not the same version. I've emptied the bottle a couple of times. But again, it's a great cocktail to have, especially for an after-dinner drink when you're with friends. So don't worry about taking notes, as I'll be giving out all the ingredients and instructions and posting them on bourbongospel.com. The freezer door pecan pie. You're going to need 10 ounces of rum chata. That's that kind of oval-shaped white bottle um, that has great flavor combinations that we're going to pick on and play with. You're going to need 10 ounces of a good dark chocolate cream liqueur. And you're going to need 5 ounces of bourbon. So again, from a freezer door math, we have a two-part, two-part, one-part cocktail. And again, for the bourbon, I always suggest something like Evan Williams Bottled and Bond. In fact, that's a great bottle to use for this cocktail. But to make the cocktail, you're going to take an empty bottle of Evan Williams. You're going to pour in the 10 ounces of rum chata. You're going to pour in the 10 ounces of the dark chocolate liqueur. And then the five ounces, whether you left it in there or you're adding it, shake it thoroughly and place in the freezer for the right opportunity. To serve, take the bottle out of the freezer. Make sure the top is on secure. Give the bottles a few shakes to make sure no separation has occurred. And pour into a chilled martini glass and top with a dollop of whipping cream. As always, I'm interested to hear your take on this entire series and get your input. And you can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad. But too much whiskey, well, that's barely enough. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Brian Certain, and you're not. Hi, I'm Latasha Tagle, Executive Director of the Levitt Pavilion, Arlington, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And today, back in the studio, we are going to conclude our interview with Pickle Parade Queen Amanda. This is Amanda Kowalski. We're going to talk about Mansfield's biggest party. It's coming up this weekend. Let's talk about Mansfield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> since since you've been covering it since like, 2000. Well, 1997, actually. Wow. Because okay. the hometown star, one of our um, was um, was Mansfield. We had different, we had Mansfield and Arlington and Grand Prairie. What's the one story that you can, you look back on going, wow, I nailed it. That was my, that was my golden moment. There was, um, you know, there's bad things that happen. And sure. it's really sad with news that 
the things, either really good news gets attention and really bad news gets attention. And it's really sad because my favorite stories actually are like interviewing people. Yeah. Because I think people are fascinating. I love people. I think people are really interesting and just telling their story because I think every person on this planet has a story and it has a story worth telling. I really do. I think that everybody is interesting. And everybody's like, I'm boring. I went and spoke to an eighth grade class one time. And they said, we're boring. We're, there's no, and I, I said, well, let's take this little young man right here. I said, tell me about yourself. And he started talking and he was from Africa, his family. And I'm like, did any of y'all know that? And he's, they're like, no, we just thought he was our friend. <laughs> and I think everybody is fascinating. I think everybody's absolutely fascinating. That's actually one of the reasons why I do this podcast is because people come in here and in most cases, uh, and, and just like here, I I have no questions on my paper. Usually the first question leads to the second question, which leads to an hour interview and is is really pulling information out of them. Mm-hmm. But people are but interesting. But you're right. Everybody has a story to tell. And most people don't think they're interesting, but they are. Are you interesting? No. <laughs> really not. So far, I've found it fascinating. I'm pretty boring, actually. So your your one shining moment that, that was a sad story. The one that hurt me the most, that really, really hurt me. There was a young man at, um, I still cry. Um, his name was Dozy, and he was one of three boys, just like I have three boys. Mm-hmm. And he was playing basketball at Summit High School. He was on the JV team. And he's a great kid. Everybody thought Dozy was wonderful. And he's just playing basketball, and he... He died on the court, mm. and I had to attend his funeral, and I had to stand outside Summit High School, when, and um, then I went to pick up my kids afterwards, and they couldn't figure out why I was crying. They were just at Scouts, and they're like, Mom, we were good. We didn't do anything. And I'm like, um, and I said, I just I couldn't stop crying. But I hope that people remember Dozy because he was a good man. He was a good boy, and... And it was just he had a heart defect. He didn't do anything wrong. But that 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 story hurt me a lot. And people, you know, the kids that went to school with him, I think they remember. But people go on because they have their lives to lead and they have stuff to do. But the story about Dozy hurt me a lot. There's so. a fine line also of which you're you're probably very well aware of of in an incident like that where. How do you approach the family? How do you get the family to talk about it when they are going through the grieving process? Their yeah. family, um, they had uh, one of the brothers spoke to us about it. Yeah. Um, and if they don't want to talk about it, then you don't. Yeah. You just don't. Um, when I was working for the Star-Telegram, actually, there was an incident on our street. I was at work um, and was coming home, and um, our next-door neighbor was accused of drowning her baby. And um, I was running home from work because my neighbor called me and she said, something's going on. And I was home like in five minutes and the kids had called me. And and so you have to be really respectful. And because that story was so close to me, I called one of my friends who was a reporter and I said, I can't do this objectively because we gave the woman the baby shower, Bob and I, Mm. and the neighbors gave her a baby shower. We knew the baby. So you can't cover that objectively. You can't. You can't. So I called my friend Eva, and Eva came out, and she's like, I got this. Did you ever have to cover, not in a feature standpoint, but 
in a in a hard news standpoint, did you ever have to cover someone yes. in a small town or even leading all the way up to Mansfield? Oh, yeah. Where oh, yeah. It, it almost led to it, it being uncomfortable that you had to cover this this person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, um, you know, and you know this because, you know, you know everybody on the city council. You know everybody on the school board. You know that. And if something happens with them, if something happens with a member of the police, I mean, you've interacted with tons of the police officers, you know them. Yeah. And you have to say, look, you know, this is how I have to do my job. And some of them get very angry. Most of them understand that you have a job to do. It, it can get really uncomfortable. The city really has only two media outlets, yours and mine. And Facebook. Well, that's <laughs> actually where I was headed. <laughs> Was that in in an era really uh, an era of of misinformation? How do you how do you feel about people going on social media groups and and all right? So maybe they got the fact right in the post, but then in the comments, it just goes a thousand different directions. And and really the question, I guess, the question is how do we get those masses? to focus on the media versus social media where that there is that mis misinformation. There was a story recently that I, um, that I wrote about you and I, I think we're both there um, for Roberta tips mm -hmm. um, PTA. And I, I wrote the story about and attempted to interview the lady who was, has been accused. She has not been convicted of anything and it got completely out of hand on social media. Um, there was another one, People were accusing her of things that that's not what she was charged with, right? boys and girls. That's not, <laughs> no, that, and if you read the story, that is not, there was another one where um, a an elected official was accused of something and people were saying all kinds of horrible things that nowhere in the story, in the responsible media was that reported and so all that you can do is go on your own site and say, that is not as what was reported. This is not what she has been charged with. That is not what this person has been charged with. And so that you can't change. You can only say, and you have to be very responsible with what you report because I'm not going to report anything that's a rumor. And people will call me all the time. The Roberta Tip story I had heard about since September. Mm-hmm. I said, when this woman is charged with something, because I could say, you know, uh, my next door neighbor did this, blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe I just don't like my next door neighbor, or maybe I don't like the person who sits next to me at church. That doesn't mean they did anything illegal. Right. And that person has not been charged with anything. When they were charged, immediately wrote the story. And the importance of getting the facts correct. Exactly. And attempting at all costs even going as far as calling, I, I must have called 10 different phone numbers to try to contact the Roberta Tips lady who was charged. Yeah. And at, finally went to the person's home and knocked on the door and spoke to a man who answered and left my card, you know, anytime you want to call. Because I want to give them the chance. I understand if they don't want to talk. I don't want to invade their privacy. But I want to give them the chance. If this is completely wrong, this is backward, you deserve a chance to defend your name, 
to defend what people are saying about you. If you don't want to talk, maybe you're innocent and you just don't want to talk about it. A lawyer told you not to. I understand that completely. But you should have the right. And as far as I know, no other, the the major media around here have yeah. attempted to contact her. Elections are coming up. Yeah. That's always a fun time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the... Um, so we got the school board, we got the city council, mm-hmm. and uh, this seems this go around. It's kind of weird that that okay. So you've got uh, the the seat that Warren Davis held. He mm-hmm. decided not to run, correct, for re-election. So that left it open. Four candidates popped in. Well, now we're down to two. Two have withdrawn from the race. Uh, there was a candidate who was going to up, go up against Courtney Lackey Wilson. She went out of the, uh, withdrew from the race. Another opponent who was going to go up against Larry Brosh has, has withdrawn from the race. It seems like there's a lot of posturing going on. And does this seem like a weird election season for you? It, it, no. This, no. this pretty much happens every year. Um, I remember working at um, the News Mirror, and we worked closely with the the Star-Telegram. Like, they depended on our coverage of Mansfield, so yep. that was I was supposed to cover it. And I had a city editor who I adore. I love you, John. Um, and he called me. He goes, you can't just not cover this guy. I don't care if you don't like him or not. And, you know, just ream me for about five minutes. And finally, he stopped, and I said, you know he withdrew from the race. And he's like, oh, I didn't know that. I think a lot of people want, they want to serve. Um, I don't know that they understand the time commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard, actually, to be on city council and school board. I don't think people understand that. They think they just get to be, you know, sit in the big chairs and they get to decide things. You have to do a lot of studying. You have to read a lot of stuff. It takes an actually a lot of time to serve. And there's a lot of committees. There's a lot of uh, work on the weekends. There's nights. Um, we were at city council till 11 o'clock on Monday night, and they had been at it since one. So that's like 10 hours. There were there were people on that city council who were just rubbing their heads, and I could tell they were tired. Oh, yeah. They were really tired. And guess what? They're going to be back this Monday to do it again because of spring break there. And then all during the week, I think people don't understand the time commitment. So people get into it. And then once it starts occurring to them, you know, what they've bitten off, I think a lot of people and they they have families, they have, you know, other commitments, they have jobs. Um, It's a huge commitment. And then, you know, then there's always politicking. There's always, you know, people who call and say, you don't want to do that. And they're like. And they explain to them why they don't want to do that. And then they, they don't want to do that anymore. So I don't know why these people back out, but that happens every year. I have I love politics. I love my minor was in, was in political science. I love political mm. science. I, in Louisiana, it was fun to cover political science because you never know what those crazy people are going to do. So they voted for a governor just because he was more entertaining. I think California did it. Schwarzenegger, wasn't he? Yeah, um, at least he was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> he was entertaining. He was the governor. And then in, uh, was it, wasn't it in Michigan with, they had the, um, uh, the professional wrestler was, uh, Oh no, that was, um, Minnesota. 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 No, Michigan has the governor that they were planning to kidnap. The talk shows that I grew up, uh, working on were mostly politically based and, and my wife was a reporter which is where we met working in news radio. And I loved, not only I loved uh, going down to election central on, on election day 
Election Central was uh, was held at this massive um, hall. It was called Golden Hall in San Diego. How fun! And along one wall were, were all the the TV news stations, and along the other wall were all the news radio stations. And then in this convention hall was anybody and everybody. Every candidate was there because they wanted to be, they wanted the FaceTime. They wanted to be interviewed. They wanted, yeah. Everybody in the media was there, whether they were working or not. And, the, and then just anybody and everybody who's interested in politics. So you've got all their staffs. You've got all these people who are running campaigns. You've got, how fun. What a fun tradition. Oh, yes, yes. The, the, I wish it was like that everywhere. That would be really a good time. It, it, yeah, it made me wonder why Fort Worth never, doesn't have... I've never heard of that before. That sounds like so much fun. So it was, yeah, it was called Election Central and everyone... Was this in San Diego? Is in that, San Diego. How much fun. So you are also the the head, the creator, the founder the of uh, this this wonderful event in town called the, the World's Only St. Patty's... Pickle Parade and Palooza. Correct. There's a lot of P's in there. It's yes, very there illiterate. Yes. Tell the audience how this parade and Palooza came to be. I think you were there. So I'm not really cl- f- real clear on who was there. I know Susan Wong was there. <laughs> I know Susan was there. Rest in peace, Susan um, Wong. Um. We were at Stevens, and there was a big table of us. We were probably listening to Scott and Steve. That's why we were there. Oh. That's why we were there. You were there. Um, and I had interviewed um, the Daltons, who mm-hmm. own Best Made um, Pickles. And I had interviewed them that day. It was a it was a Friday night. We were listening to Scott and Steve at Stevens. And there was a table, I think, that stretched from almost from one end of the restaurant to the other. Those were fun times. And Susan Wong was sitting across from me, and I'd had two margaritas, which I don't drink anymore, boys and girls. If you see me drinking, I've had, I must be really, really, but I don't drink It's been a rough day. Um, But (laughs) I had had two of John's margaritas, and John's margaritas are very potent, and for somebody who rarely drank before, and I looked at Susan Wong, and I said, I want to have a parade. And she goes, Okay. She had had a couple of margaritas, too. There was actually a, a tower of glasses on the mm-hmm. table. And I said, I want to have a St. Patrick's Day parade. And she's like, okay. And I said, I want to have a St. Patrick's pickle parade. And she's like, okay. And I said, I want there to be pickle queens who dress up in red wigs and green dresses. And we come down through the middle of Mansfield. And she looked at me, and she was so adorable. Because anybody who's ever met Susan Wong knows exactly the face she's making at me at this moment. And she goes, I'd go to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the next day I sobered up and I went down and I was talking to Delilah McMasters, who at that time owned a um, a children's boutique in downtown. And I told her and she thought it was the funniest thing she'd ever heard. And she called me about 30 minutes later. and She goes, were you like serious about that? And I'm like, yeah. And she said, I'll help you. And so then we went and talked to Jan Cox, who owns Stevens, and she talked to you. And I think there was some other people. And we went and we talked to um, we talked to Felix Wong, who at that time worked for the city. We went to went to talk to the Daltons. Um, There's a big group of us. I think you were with us. And we went and talked to the Daltons, and they said, "Well, we'll think about it." And by the time we got back to Mansfield from Fort Worth, where their corporate, they said we're in, and that was in January of 2012. And Felix talked to the city, and they said that they would put up some money to help us get started, which along with um, with Best Made, 
Mm-hmm. Um, we took that money and um, we had a parade and we thought maybe 500 people would come and 5,000 people showed up. Oh, it's nice when 10 times the amount. But it's not <laughs> when you didn't have porta potties and oh, you yeah. didn't have, um, yeah, I stood in line for an hour just to go to the one bathroom at Stevens. That was, that was I talked to everybody in the place, but I was getting kind of nauseous by the time I finally got to the bathroom. What did you learn? What did you learn from number one that now you're in your 13th? Yes. 13th year. This is our 12th. This is our 12th annual. Right, because there there was the COVID year. Right. All right. What did you learn from number one and mistakes? Okay, so no porta potties. Uh, that you go, okay, number two was better than number one because we learned from, from that mistake. Well, so we learned about stages and hiring bands and barricades and you know, in the past 12 years, um, now we go to festivals and I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm listening for the band, but I'm also going, that's an amazing generator. Look at that generator. Isn't it gorgeous? (laughs) And then, you know, you're coveting their, their barricades. And my children are like, y'all are so weird. You're so strange. No, no, because (laughs) when you are in that business, you start looking at mm -hmm. things a little differently than if you're just a guest attending the festival. When you have a, a generator that's the size of a car, you're like, oh my gosh, that is just the most awesome generator. How many things could we run off of that generator? And so, and then, you know, and you listen to, to bands differently. It's like, yeah, they're really nice. They're great. They have no social media presence. Um, they're not going to draw. And I'm sure they're very nice people. What can Mansfieldians look forward to in the 2023 Pickle Parade in Palooza? Mm, we've got a great band coming. Um, we've got Texas Flood is going to play. They're our headline act. Um, they are, if you're not familiar with them, they're a Stevie Ray Vaughan tribute band. Mm-hmm. And since we have a gorgeous mural of Stevie Ray in downtown, and if you're if you are a Texas transplant, if you are a te- native Texan, you know the wonder of Stevie Ray. And God bless him, he can't be with us. But um, but Texas Flood puts on a good show, so they will be on the main stage starting at one thirty on. March 18th. Um, the night before that, we have um, we have our beer keg races. We have a cornhole tournament. If you haven't seen a beer keg race, as far as we know, they're the only beer keg races in the world. You strap a beer keg to some sort of motorized implement and you race it down the middle of Main Street and you do not die. That is my one requirement is that you are not allowed to be injured. Um, and then right after that, we have a, a group of uh, Mansfield kids. They graduated from Mansfield High School. Um, two years ago, and they're called Lance Battalion. They play Southern rock like you would not believe that they're a group, huge that a 19 year old group could play. That they are really, really good, and I love them. I, I mean, when you can see a 19 year old who really understands Southern rock, it's and appreciates it. It's really good. Um, they're a great band. Um, the next morning, um, we've got the run. We've got the 5K and the 10K and the Kids K. It's been moved to Catherine Rose Park. Mm-hmm. It's always started at St Jude. Um, we moved it to Catherine Rose Park so that we can start bringing our parade entries in earlier. Um, so we'll be going out of Rose Park. And then um, the baby parade starts at 10, which is always way too adorable for words. Mm-hmm. At 11 a.m., we start at um, on the pet parade. And that's just way too cute because some people dress them up. We've had pigs. We've had longhorn steers. We've wow. Had, we've had, um, I think the longhorn won. I'm pretty sure the pig won. The pig was really personable. 
And then lots of dogs, lots and lots of dogs. That's at 11. Um, those are both on Main Street, uh, right in front of what used to be Troy Dorsey's, now is BCB. Mm-hmm. And then at 12 o'clock, we've moved the parade up an hour. So the big parade will start at noon. And then right after that is Texas Flood. And then our finishing act will be um, Penny and the Flamethrowers. And they are pretty rock and roll. So it's kind of a rock and roll year. We've done a lot of country before, mm-hmm. um, but this year it's kind of kind of a rock and roll. And um, we also have our pickle eating and pie eating and pickle juice drinking contest. Um, and our queens will dance. Um, the, the theme this year is ease on downtown. Um, and people keep asking me, what does that mean? And it's yeah. kind of a playoff of The Wiz, if you've ever seen sure. Michael Jackson. Um, Wasn't it, Diana Ross involved mm-hmm. with that? She uh, was. She did the Ease on Down the Road song. She and Michael, Good. I think, collaborated on that. Okay. And, um, but it's a salute to our historic downtown, which I know you're very passionate about. Um, but there are a lot of people who are in downtown who have worked for a really long time to maintain the historic value and to eke out a business. It's a small town. It's a small town feel. And there, you know people that probably the owner's going to welcome you when you walk in the door. But these people work really hard. And so this is a salute to all of them. That would also include your grand marshals. Yes. Our grand marshals this year are Dr. Rob and Ann Smith, who have been downtown since the 80s. He mm-hmm. has... Um, he is an optometrist now. He's actually my optometrist. Um, but our, our optometrist. <laughs> yours too. Yes. And so, um, but they have been downtown and fighting, and he's been on the Historic Landmark Commission since it was formed. He's, I think he's been the president since, just trying to preserve the history of Mansfield. Right. And she has worked tirelessly to preserve the history of downtown, even when there was really nothing Nobody saw any value down there and was fighting for this. And their children, um, Rachel and Leah, are right there with them. And now there's a new generation that will be Mm -hmm. in the parade with them. So they will be our grand marshals this year. It was an obvious choice. It was a unanimous choice by the board. Um, And so we were really proud that they they accepted. Knowing that the the Pickle Parade and Palooza is not just put together by one person. Do you want to give a shout out to your board and yes. anybody else that uh, that that you think is deserving? So you will see um, when you if you are involved with the parade, you have probably talked to um, Sherry Kerb, who lines up the parade. Sherry is not a quiet little person. Mm-hmm. She is. Um, she can she can wrangle a. a an entire herd of Cub Scouts or a parade. Um, Sherry has, she's an original pickle queen and she is, you'll hear her. And then um, (laughs) our vendor lady is Melissa Zimmer. She and her husband, Tony are new this year. Um, We have our dancing pickle dude who is a six foot tall and he is tireless and his backup. Most people don't know this. You can tell if you look at the tennis shoes, there is um, if the tennis shoes are yellow, that's my son, Joe. If the tennis shoes are black, that is actually Sterling Cox, who is his backup. Oh. So, because at some point, the pickle dude lays on the floor and gasps for breath. I would think so, yeah. <laughs> so, um, my husband, Bob Kowalski, has been there since the beginning. He handles publicity. We have um, Cindy Presley, who puts together the baby parade, John Presley, um, Gigi Wadley, Kevin Donovan, um, R.T. Hall is in charge of the um, pickle playground. There's 10 of us on the board hmm. so that 
that work to put this together, and then hundreds and hundreds of volunteers. How many pickle queens are there? There are currently 12. The queens have become quite a phenomenon, not only locally, but but all over the state. That that you, I don't remember where the strawberry festival is held, but you've 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 been mm-hmm. down to the strawberry festival, and you've been to other festivals, and and that you've received statewide recognition. Oh yeah, we've been to. Um, there's actually two strawberry festivals. We've gone to the one in Pasadena, where um, Wes calls us every year, invites us. Um, the um, state fair of Texas, Luling, the watermelon thump. They love us. We yeah. love them. Um, and yeah, and we belong to two statewide associations. Um, the statewide associations, we were excited to find out that there's actually groups of people who put, who get together to talk about this. And we're like, there's like other people that do this. <laughs> and so that's how we got to be really good friends with the state fair of Texas and, um, and with several, with the people from McAllen and the people from Fiesta. So the parade is Saturday, March 18th. Correct. Parade starts at noon. Parade starts at noon. Um, all the info is on pickleparade.org. Please go there. Um, parking is at Legacy. That's where if I was going to come and not be there at 6 o'clock in the morning for the run. I would park at Legacy, hop a free shuttle. Parking is free at Legacy. Thank you to the Mansfield ISD. Um, hop a free shuttle. And thank you to the city of Mansfield. Um, and they will drop you off right on the bridge. And you will walk right into downtown, and the party is right there. The party um, and the the parade, while the parade starts at St. Jude and winds through downtown, the party is mainly north of Broad Street this year. We will be all north of Broad. Admission is free. Um, the point being behind it, as you know, is just to give back to the city of Mansfield, and we thank our sponsors for that. It's the biggest party of the year. It. We hope so, and we hope no, everybody— no, 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 no. It's— <laughs> I said that as fact. It's the biggest party of the year. We just want people to come and have a good time. Is there anything you want to add about the the event before we move on to our next topic? Well, there's more. <laughs> it, it just There's just a little bit more. Um, Bob is telling me, please tell people to find us on Facebook and Instagram and PickleParade.org. Amanda Kowalski, what's your favorite ice cream? Chocolate chip. Has to be, has to be um, Bluebell. Has to be. Has to be Bluebell chocolate chip. Yes. Everyone who sits in that chair goes through what's called the lightning round. Okay. The lightning round gives the listener the opportunity to really dig deep into the psyche of the, of the person sitting there in that chair and really gets to to find out, yeah, who you are. Okay. What makes you tick? It's a, it's a very simple exercise of, of this or that. Okay. And if you're ready. Okay. Night or day? Mm, day. Singing or dancing? Dancing. Taco or pizza? Ooh, pizza. Pen or pencil? Pen. Debit or cash? Mm, debit. Summer or winter? Summer. Soup or sandwich? Sandwich. Alone or in a crowd? Depends on the day. <laughs> Depends on the day. If there's a parade, probably in a crowd. Yeah. Driver or passenger? I love to drive. Chicken or beef? Ooh, that's tough. Arkansas is the biggest chicken producer in the state. And I think it, it might be in the world. So we eat a lot of chicken. Tyson is is in Arkansas. So I, man, man, but I love some beef, man. <laughs> Welcome to Texas. I love, see, that's how you, you're half Arkansas and half Texas. <laughs> well, the answer then, because it's Friday and we're in Lent. Oh, it's shrimp. There you go. <laughs>
The uh, pickle parade and Palooza is 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 not only happening Saturday. The the it happened. It's an entire weekend uh, starting Friday with all kinds of activities. Pickleparade.org is the website. Thank you for being here today, Amanda. Especially, like I said at the very beginning of the the conversation, that that people know who you are because of your byline, but they don't know who you are. And 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 I. In the in the hour, have learned so much about you that that. Uh, I think that's because I find other people a lot more interesting than me. I'd rather listen to hear somebody else talk. Well, today was your day. Well, I hope I wasn't boring. Well, I appreciate you being on about Mansfield. Thank you. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will host yet another outstanding person from our community, and you will just have to find out who it is by tuning in. By the way, just a little hint. It's a good one. As always, this is the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, share, subscribe, love, or support this podcast. If you haven't already, so you never miss an episode, it is free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Science reporter, Dennis Webb. Sports, Jonathan Dodd. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth and Roger Steinke. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. This podcast is copyrighted by Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this podcast without written consent is prohibited. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is about Mansfield. Mansfield.